Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you. Glad to have you aboard with us here on a football Friday. For the next hour, we'll talk the world of sports with you. Coming up here today, a busy program as we are stacked up this afternoon. Dr. Stephen Fuller going to stop by here in a little bit. Chance to find out your way to get in 50-yard line seats. How about that? Section 105 for Iowa-Nebraska Black Friday. Hawkeye fans, Nebraska fans, college football fans will let you know how you can get in, get involved, and win those tickets coming up. All you have to do, a score prediction for the game for Iowa this weekend against Illinois. Then Lee Sterling will be by. He'll be making picks of his own as he does each and every week. A five-pack of picks will get in his games of the week. He's got a choice on Iowa, Iowa State both this weekend, some other Big Ten and Big 12, and, of course, his big game of the week. That'll come your way here today, oh, about 125, 130 or so. We'll get in with Lee Sterling. We'll finish up the program. Jimmy B will stop by. We'll get his picks for the week and uh, get you going here on a football Friday. Then tonight, well, after I get out of here, after I talk to Jimmy B, I'll get on the road. Busted up to Cedar Falls and get ready for tonight's matchup as the Cedar Falls Tigers at home at the Unidome host the five-time reigning champion Dowling Catholic Maroons for the 4A title. High school football, the 1A and 2A championships happening here this afternoon. And uh, then we'll get into the big one tonight. So coming up today here on 1700 The Champ, if you missed it, we have UNI basketball. They're playing in the Virgin Islands Paradise Jam they get Penn in the opening round. The Panthers, a slight underdog, in fact, in the game. You and I, uh, a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that matchup. If they win, though, more than likely get a shot against Kansas State, a top-20 team. Certainly like that. Missouri, Oregon State, Old Dominion, some of the teams on the other side of the bracket there. But that game will be happening about 4.30 tip-off. Because of that, no drive this afternoon. Wolfgang will be off. I'll be in Cedar Falls getting ready for it. Instead... We'll bring you the Panther game. Then right after that finishes up, we'll go live to the Unidome, and I'll have the call along with Gary Steenblock. For the Dowling Catholic Maroons, looking for a title number six in a row. If you're locked out, don't have the TV coverage for it, we have you covered on 1700 The Champ. And a big thank you again to all of our great high school football sponsors. From there, before we get to Dr. Fuller, let's talk some Hawkeye basketball and what we saw last night Folks, you heard me all throughout the last couple of days. I said my numbers had it Oregon a seven and a half to eight and a half point favorite. I said at that number, I'd still be firing at the Ducks. I had a number system that had Oregon favored by twelve, and the opening line comes out and it's four, and it quickly drops to three and a half in some places and went off Oregon a four point favorite. And then I was dead wrong, dead dead wrong. The old account took a hit, a major hit. We'll replenish, we'll rebuild, and we'll come back stronger than ever as a degenerate like myself. But gambling aside, to the basketball game and what we saw last night. And here, here's the component that really is important. My bank account is not. It, it is an Iowa basketball team that in the offseason, they said all the right things. They did all the right things. They went through and, and what you'd anticipate. But I go back to the, the opening press conference during basketball media day for Iowa and listening to Fran at that time, Fran McCaffrey, head coach for the Hawkeyes, and one thing that he talked about and that really jumped off the page, and then that's why I went and listened to it. I just didn't read the transcript. I listened to him. Is It wasn't just lip service about, you know, we need to do this. 
but you weren't believing it. I mean, you could truly see that he reevaluated many things inside of the program. And, of course, defense was at the forefront of that. But other areas of the program, you saw a team with largely the same pieces, short of, of course, Joe Wieskamp in the starting lineup, the true freshman, largely the same roster, yet this was a team that looked completely different. They shot the ball well in the first half. We know they can shoot the ball well. We saw it last year. This team can shoot it. They can score. That's never been a problem for the Iowa basketball team over the years. What has been a problem is on the other end of the floor. And they were engaged. They were active. They were hustling. But maybe the most important of those elements is they were connected. You saw guys that weren't out of position. You didn't see guys that were out there. And it was a guy that was a step late. The defense, you can see the work that they put in. It still isn't a team overall, top to bottom, that's going to wow you with athleticism. Luca Garza, Jordan Bohannon, we're not talking about uber elite athletes here. But if you play that connected style of defense, you can play good D. You saw good defense last night. They played well on that end. Now it's going to be different tonight, what they see. Pritchard, the point guard for Oregon, he was terrible last night. He really struggled. And I equated him to, to Jeff Horner yesterday. Eh, I mean, similar. Pritchard was just bad last night. I don't think Horner would like that very much uh, after you just watched that game last night. But as you go through Iowa basketball, they had the expectations on the local level last year, and they fell incredibly short. 14-19, and 4-14 and in the Big Ten. Now you have hope. There's hope with this team, and another building block happens tonight. You beat UConn. Still, I don't think a great UConn team, but improving. Danny Hurley, he is changing the culture there of what they have as a program after making his way over from Rhode Island. That's a good coach. That's a good coach that knows what he's doing and and changing the culture overall. But you get another win, things start to change. Expectations start to change. This is an experienced team. Connor McCaffrey helped out a ton. They missed him last year. Bohannon doesn't have to rely on being the primary ball handler. Wieskamp didn't shoot it well last night, but he impacted the game other ways. How about Riley Till off the bench out of nowhere when the team was dealing with foul trouble and giving them good minutes on top of it? That was awesome to see. It's There's plenty of positives to take away here. Plenty to be excited about. Tonight, now they're favored. Now the shoe's on the other foot. How does Iowa bounce back? That was fun to watch. Fun to watch. Shot it well, played defense in the second half, got to the free throw line, and finished at the free throw line. Kreener and Garza, that one-two combo at the center position. We know about the glut of forwards that they have. And even without Cordell Pemsel, still find a way to get minutes. And Nicholas Baird didn't play very well last night. Wieskamp didn't shoot it great outside of that corner three. Bohannon, really outside of a short stretch, didn't shoot it well. There's still a lot more offensively that this team can do, coupled with the improved defense. Maybe it is time to get mad again, as we heard from Freya McCaffrey. All right, let's get into some football here as we welcome in Dr. Stephen Fuller from Fuller Family Dentistry, our weekly conversation with our Hawkeye Swarm segment. Doc, as we get ready for tomorrow, it will be Iowa-Illinois, the Illini, couple touchdown underdog, Iowa, three consecutive losses. It's been frustrating, There, there is no doubt. You're always an optimistic guy as it pertains to the Hawkeyes. But, Doc, uh, how frustrating has this stretch been for you? 
it's been real frustrating. I mean, the Hawkeye Nation is uh, is is frustrated uh, with a lot of uh, question marks of why isn't you know certain players in the game? Uh, you know, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, Noah Fant, mm-hmm. and even Hawkins uh, Hawkinson. I mean, you know, why isn't he in in critical situations and and um, what's going on and and how come? Uh, they aren't playing as much, and and uh, we've seen some tweets out there, and and uh, it just really truly makes you wonder what the coaches are thinking. It's frustrating. That that leads to a lot of frustration, and if things that we can sit and watch and watch the game, and, and we have those questions, you got to figure. Also, the teammates got to be asking the same kind of thing, right? I mean. This is something that can permeate into the locker room, and if there's some kind of vendetta, if there's some issue with with his, Noah Fant's brother tweeting things, whatever it may be, maybe they just know that he's got two games left, and he's off to the NFL, not going to play the bowl game, and that rubs the coaching staff wrong. Whatever it is, something is amiss there, but that's the concern. Is something like that, it can go to the players too, and that's maybe one of the more concerning aspects, I think, of this whole thing. Oh, it could be like cancer, and and uh, you know, let let's face it. If you were an NFL coach or GM, you know, you would be wondering what about Noah? What is it that the Iowa Hawkeyes coaching staff is seeing or not seeing? And one of them, let's face it, he's not a very good blocker. Yeah, but there's other things you can do with them. And in a game, oh, no, most definitely, Brandon Smith isn't <laughs> available. He was out because of injury. All right, then play him out there. And instead of having Max Cooper and Kyle Gronewig and Tyrone Tracy Jr. in the game, how about you go with the 6'5 guy that has a 42-inch vertical leap? How about you find a way to get him the football as a wide receiver then? Well, good teams find uh, a way to get their key players' uh, touches on the ball, whether it's you know through trick plays or through uh, passing or running. I mean, you know, you look at uh, Rondo Moore from uh, Purdue, uh, they figured out a way, and he, you know, he was hobbled, and uh, he still uh, rang up some pretty good uh, uh, yardage against us. And and when he's out on the field, you've got to keep an eye on him. Um, and it'd be no different than Noah. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to keep an eye on him, and and uh, even if he's a, a quote decoy, so to speak. Well, and you look at the one touchdown that I was scored in the game. Three players went with Noah Fant to the middle of the field, left one-on-one coverage, and Amir Smith-Marset caught the touchdown as Iowa took the lead at 10-7 to against Northwestern. You're right. He commands a lot of respect out there just when he's on the field, and uh, one that we will see. So does he get involved this week as Iowa bounce back? What do you expect to see? I know you're battling illness, plus at 6-4, and four, yeah, that trip to Champaign, not quite as fun. What are we going to see as we uh, watch it on TV this week, Doc? Well, you never know. Doc may get up at oh. 7 a.m. and, and uh, he may bite the bullet and, <laughs> and uh, you know, hobble into uh, Champagne uh, Saturday morning because it's only about a five-hour drive. Yeah. So, it, you know, as they say, it's uh, up to a minute uh, decision. <laughs> I got you. So, so you're you move from doubtful to questionable now, I guess, on the on the report list, huh? Y- yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> just you know. It's one of those feelings that uh, if I'm not there, they're gonna. It's gonna be a good win, and it's gonna be a lot of fun, and 
if I watch it on TV, you know, uh, you know, it just won't be as much fun. So, you know, it, it's a it's a doable trip. It's a two thirty kickoff. You know, you leave at seven a.m. or eight a.m. and you're there by one ish, uh, and you get a, uh, get a room overnight and and uh, come on home on Sunday. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. You know, at defensively, all. Uh, Illinois. You know, they are they aren't the best. I no. mean, uh, we should. Uh, this should almost be like a scrimmage. But uh, let's face it, we cannot uh, overlook Illinois. I mean, uh, they jumped up and and uh, put a licking on Minnesota, but uh, and Minnesota came back and and uh, put a put a hurt on Purdue. So. Uh, um, you just never know what uh, Lovey Smith's going to do over there. Well, uh, let's take a look at, at our favorite, maybe, Illinois game. The one that jumps to mind throughout the years, Iowa beating Illinois, is what happened back in 1990. Illinois was ranked fifth nationally. They go into Champaign-Urbana at a Memorial Stadium and just throttle the Illini. They're up 28 nothing in the game. After the first quarter, Nick Bell's running all over him. Dana Hughes is catching touchdowns. Mike Saunders. I think that's my favorite ever Iowa-Illinois game. How about you? Well, I have a, a, a different memory of a different game where uh, Chuck Long, uh, we were riding high. Uh, and I wouldn't say it was my most memorable, but uh, it's one that I – it's a loss that we took – and some Illinois fans uh, were basically harassing myself and my dad as we were leaving. And uh, I think a former Illinois football player uh, came over to these uh, smaller students or, or uh, fans and basically uh, was our bodyguard. He basically came up and he says, the problem with you guys is you don't know how to win. He goes, and if you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to put you in the garbage can right over there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were chirping at us, there goes your Rose Bowl, there goes your Rose Bowl. And, uh, and uh, a little comeuppance. That, that's a good thing. Love to see that, Doc. Well, let's hope for some good memories uh, coming up this weekend, Iowa and Illinois. And we have our contest going on right now. People can get involved. You have the two tickets available. All people have to do, go to Hawkeye Swarm on Twitter, tweet the total score in the ball game. And the tiebreaker is total touchdown passes from Iowa. Very simple. At Hawkeye Swarm, two numbers, and away you go. And we're getting a lot of entries, Doc. Yeah, we're getting a lot of entries uh, for the uh, Nebraska game. Um, hopefully those aren't Husker fans that uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, give uh, tickets behind uh, the Husker bench for. But, uh, you know, we'll show a little love to the uh, the uh, bug eaters out there. So, uh it should be a good time, and uh, Section 105, uh, you're right there uh, in the thick of things. I sit in Section 106, and uh, you're right there, and they're great seats in uh, historic Kinnick Stadium. Black Friday, Iowa, Nebraska, all you have to do, at Hawkeye Swarm on Twitter, your score prediction without going over the total points in the game between the Hawks and the Illini and the tiebreaker touchdown passes from Iowa, and away you go, Doc. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for your time. And don't forget, it's not Nate Stanley throwing the pass. It's total passes. I want to get that clarified because you never know who may be passing the ball, uh, you know, and trick plays and stuff like that. But 
Look for me on TV, possibly, Trent, and I'll let you know uh, before I pull out. How's that? That sounds great. All right, Doc. Thank you so much. All right. Dr. Stephen Fuller from Fuller Family Dentistry. As we get the break, back with more in a moment. Lee Sterling, his weekly Back with you as we get ready for a big football weekend as we continue on here on 1700 The Champ. Joined right now, our weekly conversation with Lee Sterling as he joins us here today. Lee, last week, uh, an interesting week. We saw the outright upset of Northwestern knocking off the Iowa Hawkeyes here in the state. Of course, Iowa State, though they won, didn't cover, depending on when you got that number. There's a lot of right. late steam. Uh, went up to 16 and a half, 17. I want to get your perspective. Matt Campbell, he has been a covering machine until last week. You know, year after year, week after week, he just, the numbers are ridiculous against the spread. How much does something like that play into what you do? I, I know you have your number system, you have your, oh, your nine metrics. A, yeah. a coach that just seemingly always covers, how much does that play in? Very important. I mean, you have to factor in everything. And as the season goes on, it gets even tougher. The lines are tighter. Mm-hmm. And the weather, you know, is a factor. So, you know, I go from spending 82 to 85 hours a week to spending over 90 hours a week <laughs> during football season. And then you got to factor in the coaches. Like you said, Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, oh. what a covering machine he is as an underdog. And he's one of the best. And then... uh one of the other best, and no one talks about him too, is David Cutcliffe. Yeah. So uh, those are two underdog covering machines, and you know, as you hit on right now, Matt Campbell is is not just the hottest coach. You know, if if you're looking to fill a vacancy going going forward in the NFL or college football, he's a covering machine. So uh, he and Nick Saban, if they want to, it looks like they can they can almost uh, do no wrong. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's a factor and. He's doing a well of a job. You know, uh, this week uh, there's a lot of great ones here. Speaking of Fitzgerald, I, I got to throw this out to you. Eight and five now in his career against Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes as a head coach. Right. Of those eight victories, seven of them as underdogs. Playing that Northwestern You, you got to wonder what he does. You know, <laughs> well, he, like, as a favorite, you know, it, it's, it's like, do they, do they feed these guys too much and they get high on themselves? Because as an underdog, I mean, they play like they should be the favorite. Yeah, they play out of their minds. Well, and and a little backstory for you, Lee. Yeah. When he was a player and playing in that Rose Bowl team, he was lost for the season. If you remember that, he right. was injured against Iowa, and that right. that is something right. that has been long circled going back to the Barnett mm-hmm. days. It, to get back, it, it had to be doing it against Iowa. So, and, it's, and he and he was a little undersized, I yep. think. You know, he always takes on that that underdog role, the guy that not as big and not as fast, but gets the job done. But uh, that's what make, makes college football fun. And we got a fun uh, slate coming up this week, a big one, obviously with Iowa State. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, uh, let's go to the national game of the week: Syracuse against Notre Dame. It's in Yankee Stadium. Notre Dame's going to be wearing those hideous pinstripe uniforms in their (laughs) Shamrock Series game. Syracuse, though, if you just saw them against Clemson, this team has some juice. That was a weird game. You had the injury. had Kelly Bryant leaving with Trevor Lawrence, everything that was happening right around that time. But Syracuse is a legit team. Legit enough, though, at the number nine. And it's one of those weird numbers, too. You know, you're not seven. You're not even ten. Off a key number. Irish laying the nine against the Cuse, and, and all of a sudden it's gone back up. I mean, since since we last emailed to the spread on this game, it's up to ten and a half now, and hmm. and, and I don't get it. You know, Syracuse is not going to be intimidated. As you said, they played in Death Valley, and they were a play away from winning that game. And uh, Irish, you know, 
they win games, but they don't pull away from good teams. Eric Dungy, I mean, everyone talks about all these other quarterbacks, Jones for Duke, um, you know, Drew Locke for Missouri. Give me Eric Dungy. He's thrown for 14 touchdowns, and he's run for 690 yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. He is the ultimate dual-threat quarterback, and they run at a real great next pace here, a real fast pace. They get off play sometimes. Seems like five, seven seconds after the ball is spotted. So I think it's going to put some stress on this Notre Dame defense here. I like Syracuse. I think it's time. I think it's time for a top four team to finally go down <laughs> Syracuse 38-36. Yeah, let's get a little chaos going. I'm with you, Lee. Let's, let's have it yeah. happen. I'm right there with you. Let's go to the Big 12 next where West Virginia gets Oklahoma State. Another weird one, you know, I, I still in the back of my mind you know, as I watch this West Virginia team and what they've done. I remember what happened to names as we saw Will Greer throw for 100 yards total in the game, just absolutely outclassed against Iowa State. But they bounced back and they played well since then. Oklahoma State, inconsistent, up and down. I do wonder, you know, what's going to be left in the tank here for Oklahoma State going for two at the end of the game to try to upset Oklahoma in Bedlam? Five and a half currently the number. Yeah, and, and that, that is a concern. But these college kids, they just seem to bounce back here. You know, it seems like anyone can beat anyone in the Big 12 this year. Even Kansas is winning games. So, you know, they're just so exciting. I mean, look at the Texas, Texas Tech game last week. Of the four units, obviously, we know that West Virginia has a better defense than Oklahoma State. That's evident. But both coaches here get off to fast starts. They have offensive backgrounds, and they seem to fail down the stretch. And seem, you know, when they have big leads in, in these games late in the year, they seem to find a way to choke. Uh, Oklahoma State did win last year 50-39. to 39. There were nine turnovers in the game. That was a crazy game. But it's a dog series. Four of the last five have been covered by the underdog. I'm going to say it's the same score as last week's Oklahoma-Oklahoma State West Virginia wins 48-47. to Oklahoma State loses for a second straight week by one point with the same score. All right, we'll go back to it. Back to the well. I like that. We're talking with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, our weekly conversation, as Lee hands out five picks for you. Let's go to Champaign-Urbana, where the Hawkeyes making a road trip. They'll be busing over this one, normally only drive to Madison Ames in their uh, road trips there in Northwestern this year. Going to be taking the bus instead of the charter over to Champaign. Not a long drive from uh, from Iowa City. Regardless, the number has moved down. I, I see it currently 14, 14 and yep. a half of 15 uh, popping up there. I can't get a read on this Iowa team right now. What do you got with them facing the Illini and that great, great rushing attack? Yeah, oddly enough, every game that Iowa has won, they have covered the spread. And every game they lost, they lost against the spread. <laughs> uh, up and down, Illinois here has averaged 49 points per game and 582 yards per game in the last five games. So they are getting their offense going here. Uh, Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz, an amazing road favorite. People think of them as a home team and better at home. Not the case since 2013. 14-2-1 against the spread in that role. The pressure's off them now. Uh, maybe they play loose. Maybe they play well. Uh, Illinois, how about this? Four and six and playing for a bowl. If they win the last two games, nah, forget about it. It's not <laughs> happening. Iowa 45-20. Iowa with the big bounce back, and they need it after the three consecutive losses. All right, Lee, let's jump next into a huge matchup, the only second of the top 25 matchups this week. Two teams in the top 25. It's Iowa State. Heading down to Texas to take on the Longhorns. 
This one, Iowa State, we talked about last week. The suspension of David Montgomery. We talk about quarterbacks and suspensions or guys missing games and how that affects the point spread. David Montgomery missing a half. Did that affect, I mean, was it a half point, half point move for you, or do you just kind of keep it the way that your numbers uh, pop out there? I, I think it's worth a half a point, but Vegas doesn't think so. So, okay. you know, they just don't value running backs and receivers sure. very much, you know, unless, you know, we're talking about, you know, superstars, guys that, you know, have like Saquon Barkley last year yeah. for Penn State when he was out. So, uh, those are the situations with point spread moves, but, Texas, 8 of 10 games here decided by 7 points or less, which is crazy. Uh, but that's the Big 12 this year. Six straight have been decided by 7 points or less. A bunch of them on the last play or the last series. Iowa State, uh, a different team with Brock Purdy under center. Uh, we know that David Montgomery's out for the first half, but you know, he'll come back. He'll be fresh for the second half here. And they'll, they at least have time to get their game plan together here. Texas defense. Just too many holes at linebacker and defensive back and too many broken coverages. Uh, Iowa State 28-14 to win last week against Baylor. A little misleading. They did lead 20 to nothing in the third quarter, and they took their foot off the gas. And I don't know what it is. Teams that play Texas the next week seem to not cover a whole lot because they're peaking ahead. Texas does that to opponents. And the Cyclones just have Kansas State incarnate Ward uh, after this game. Uh, this game has double revenge uh written all over it, and, uh, you know, why should anything change? We'll, we'll have an exciting game, but I think uh, the wrong team's favor. Give me Iowa State 30-28 to 28 over Texas. Going with the Cyclones, I'm hopping aboard with you, Lee, and uh, hopefully that price keeps going up and we can take a little yep. money line and get an extra price on that one. We finish up with Monday Night Football. It was going to be played in Mexico City, of course, moved to Los Angeles and the Coliseum. Lee, uh, the effect there, of course, you, you, that's got to play a part here, you'd have to think. The move. What kind of environment is it going to be? Are, are they going to be able to get eighty thousand people in six days' notice into that building? Chiefs fans. How many of them are going to show up, and how many live out there? That hey, suddenly, hey, we can go to the game instead of going to Mexico City. So many factors in this game. Yeah. What do you got Monday Night Football? Yeah, I feel bad for you know the people that spend thousands of dollars on tickets and travel to Mexico City, and I don't think they're going to get anything except for their. Their ticket price return, and it's, how about if you bought a scalp ticket? Oh. You know, through one of these internet sites, and you know, you paid uh, five hundred to a thousand dollars for a ticket like that with face value, nothing near that. So, not a good situation. I thought they they should have figured this out long ago. I mean, a lot of the other venues, uh, for instance, Miami, they play a lot of hurricane games on Saturday and dolphin games on Sunday, and they're sending reps here all the time to check on the field. They should have known about it much, much sooner. So uh, the point spread went up from 2.5 to 3.5 on the game. Uh, I think it's going to be an advantage here for the Rams. So uh, I'm really impressed with the Kansas City defense. I I don't think they have a whole lot of talent on the defense, but they're playing hard and fast, and it's all about emotion. You play hard, you don't have many busts in coverage, uh, you're going to play well. This game has all the ingredients of a shootout. You know, the Kansas City's going to want to pick on Marcus Peters. He's going to be their guy. Uh, he's been vulnerable lately. What's baffling here is the L.A. Rams defensive line, which has an all-pro at every position. They should be one of the five most dominating defensive lines of all time. Just has not brought it the last couple weeks. Uh, I think this is going to be the time uh, under the lights where they shine here in a shootout. 
Give me the Rams, 42-35 to 35 over Kansas City. I'm going to lay the three and a half. 42-35, and of course a huge number uh, in this game. The biggest I think I saw since 86. Some numbers go back right. for a total in an NFL game. Well, and, and they're going to keep rising, yeah. too, because... <laughs> You know, it, it's you know, with all the rules now, it's like almost playing seven on seven touch football. You know, Lee. Uh, before we get to your game of the week, it's a Big Ten game. Two teams coming out of outright upset victories: Northwestern and Minnesota. Got to give you congratulations. How about that hundred unit play you told us about last week? Winner, your first ever hundred unit play. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we we had, we had saw that just the matchups were perfect. You know, Green Bay three, four, and one. Must win game if they want to get to the playoffs with, you know, they got to play, uh, against Seattle, uh, you know, and, and Minnesota on the road. We saw that coming ahead. Um, Miami injuries, you know, they, they'd already lost two offensive linemen. Both of their offensive tackles were listed as questionable. I had found out they probably weren't going to play as early as Wednesday. So we released the game early, got the line at nine and a half. They doubled the point spread. Everyone's happy. We even had a great Saturday, go five and two and hit on our, our big 30-unit play there. So someone wants to experience that high. You know, we've had 25 winning seasons. Come on board. You can get my phone service. We're going to get 12 to 15 games a week. We have three more 30 to 40-unit plays going on this weekend. You want to hop on board three weeks from now through Monday, December 3rd. We call it not November. We call it November. Three weeks. If you use coupon code SAVE200, just $297 or Use that same coupon code and get the rest of the season through the Super Bowl. Just $597. We go all the way through February. It looks like over the next month there's games every single day. So it's all available. ParamountSports.com or if you want to speak to me personally or get the Northwestern Minnesota game for free, just call 800-400-9741. So two ways to reach me and start winning. ParamountSports.com or 800-400-9741. Lee, we will find a time early next week. Obviously, Thanksgiving on tap. We will talk to you then. It won't be on a football Friday. It'll be a little bit earlier, but looking forward to it. Best of luck this week. You too. Take care. That's Lee Sterling joining us. Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. And the game of the week this week, Northwestern and Minnesota. I'm with Lee on the Cyclones. He took Iowa also this week. He's going to lay that number against the Illini. I'm still nervous about that one. I'm... I think I'm jumping aboard with Lee, too, on that that Syracuse matchup. I like them getting the points and, and maybe a little taste on the money line. I might be jumping aboard with Lee on that one, too. We'll find out my picks and Jimmy B's picks next. We'll pick the biggest and best games of the week. We got Sunday Night Football, Bears and the Vikings. We got Monday Night Football with the Rams and the Chiefs. And, of course, Iowa, Iowa State will pick those games. We'll do it next. Jimmy B joins the program as we continue on a football Friday. Countdown to kickoff tonight. Dowling Catholic looking for six in a row state championships against Cedar Falls. You'll hear it here on 1700 The Champ as we get the break. Back with more in a moment. And we are back one final time. Jimmy B and TC continues here. 1700 The Champ. Countdown to kickoff continues 7 o'clock tonight as we will bring you the state championship game in Class 4A. It'll be the Cedar Falls Tigers undefeated this year after their win against Southeast Polk last week. Waukee the week previous. They get the five-time defending champion, Dowling Catholic Maroons. 7 o'clock with the kickoff. We got you covered here on 1700 The Champ. Right now, though, time to get into our weekly picks as Jimmy B stops by for the final segment today. Jimmy B, you continue to win football games. You continue to put up ridiculous numbers. Last week, 
Let's look here. You uh, you had your worst week in a while. You went three and two. You still made money on the week, Jimmy B. <laughs> I can't put a dent into you. I, I just I can't put a dent into you. I'm searching. I'm reaching. You're dominating. Are you ready to do it again this week? Well, I hope that I am, Trent. But with the games that you and I are going to select, there is trepidation in my voice Ooh, today. Wow! Yes, just because I I haven't been able to really grasp and get a good feel for the games that we are about to select. So I don't really have an idea how I am going to do this week. But once again, I have put in my 38 seconds of preparatory work. Mm-hmm. And I am ready to go. So fire away. Let's do it, Jimmy B. And let's start first with the locals as we'll pick Iowa and Iowa State as we do each and every week. Starting in Champaign-Urbana, where the Illini are a 14.5-point home underdog against the Iowa Hawkeyes. This line opened up a little bit bigger. It has come down. Perhaps some Illini steam starting to come in at this point. Regardless of that, we don't care about steam. We just care about our picks Jim, I wonder what's left in the tank for the Hawkeyes. I wonder Mm -hmm. what is going to be there for this squad going forward. I can't feel confident laying 14.5 with the Hawkeyes right now. Give me Illinois. I'll grab the little more than a touchdown. 14.5. I-L-L-I-N-I for me. I'm I'm feeling... Your 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 feel there. I really am feeling your feel. Oh boy, that's a that's a bad bad thing on radio. Uh, I just I just I told you I can't wrap my arms around this game. I mean, inside Iowa should win this game, mm-hmm. and they should win it comfortably, like thirty eight to seventeen, something like that. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. I I don't know what I'm going to see. Are we, are we going to see a Kirk Ferentz team that has reverted back to two or three years ago with their offense? After other games, we saw them put up over 30 points on teams. And this losing streak has got to be taking its toll. And, and look, I'm, I'm sure that fans are looking at this and they're probably going, Oh, it's Illinois. Uh, we should win this game easily. And yes, you should. But I'm going to grab the 14 and a half, just like you did. Illinois at home. I I think Iowa finds a way to win the game, but I I don't see them running away from Illinois. I I just yeah. You know, there's there's nothing there, Trent, for me to like build on. And so I'm empty on this game. So I'm going to take the uh, the home dog. Next, we go to Austin, Texas. One of only two. Top 25 matchups on the weekend. The other we'll get to in a moment with Notre Dame and Syracuse. Iowa State currently a three-point dog at Texas. And, Jim, as I look at this game and I continue to break it down, mention Sam Ellinger and just how good he has been here. Hasn't thrown an interception since week one against Maryland. His running ability getting outside of the pocket. And I, I do have concerns about that Iowa State secondary. We saw Brewer last week be able to do some good things before he was ejected. That concerns me, certainly. Jim, even with all that said, though, I still think Iowa State's a better football team. I think they're better up front. I think they're going to control even minus David Montgomery. I'll take Iowa State. I'll grab the field goal here in the second pick. You know, I'm I'm concerned about Montgomery being out that first half, and I'm just wondering if the offense for Iowa State bogs down some in the first half. 
because he is not there and he is such a go-to guy. And if that allows Texas then to find ways to put a few extra points on the board and they can hold on and win. But I, I just can't go away from what I have seen out of Iowa State's defense. And you and I both believe that they have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense right now, in the Big 12. And I know Texas can score, but so can Iowa State. And even though it's a road game in front of 80,000 Longhorn fans, I don't see Iowa State cracking. I just don't. So I am going to grab the points, just like you, and I'm going to roll with Iowa State. Going with the Cyclones. So agreements in the first two games were both on Illinois and Iowa State. I mentioned the other big game of the weekend we're picking this week, Notre Dame. Currently a 10.5-point favorite now against Syracuse. Jim, I think this is way too many points. I said earlier I think I might be jumping aboard, and I might be actually even taking Syracuse on the money line here. But a 10.5, this is too easy. Give me the orange. I'll grab, though, 10 in the hook. I disagree totally. I think this is a big game. It's a big game for Notre Dame, knowing what is at stake. They have to beat Syracuse, and then they have to go on the road and win in Southern California against USC next week. It's not a game that they are going to overlook. It's not the so-called trap game. They know that they have to continue to do this in order to have a shot at the first four when we get ready for the playoffs in college football. Trent, I believe that Notre Dame is too physical, too fast, and they will hammer Syracuse in this game. I will give you those points, and I am going to take the Fighting Irish. Well, if there's anybody to jump aboard with, it is Jimmy B, 14 games over 500, and we talked about what he has done here as of late. An incredible run. All right, Jim, let's go to the NFL next, the Bears and the Vikings. This one uh, I'm excited about, but your thoughts first with the the Minnesota making the road trip over to Chicago in the NFC North Tilt. This is a real struggle for me again. It really is. And I'm I'm in on the Bears right now, particularly with their defense and the acquisition of Khalil Mack and what that means. And the Bears are getting points now at home. It's going to be cold. It's going to be blustery. It is typical Bears football, and people say, well, the Vikings, it's cold. And Yes, but they practice indoors, and they play indoors all the time. So from that aspect of it alone, to me, that favors Chicago at least a little bit. So I am going to go with the home team and grab the two-and-a-half and, you know, just let the chips fall where they may. I know that the Vikings are the chic pick, but I think Chicago right now is playing as good at football as anybody right now in that division. So I'm going to roll with the Bears. I'm with you, Jimmy B. I'm excited about it, pumped up for the game, and I need bragging rights at my house. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump with you. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bears in this one and lay the two in the hook. We finish up with Monday Night Football. You can hear the game here. You can hear that Sunday night game here, too, with the Bears and the Vikings. This one will be the Chiefs now in L.A. after the move. This was to be played in Mexico City. We talked about that earlier in the week, Jim. Here we are as we get ready for it. What do you have? Rams now laying three and a half at the Coliseum against Kansas City. I cannot back off, Casey. 
I can't. Not not getting three and a half. Even if it's a close game, Chiefs still have a chance to win. They lose by a field goal, I win. So from that aspect of it, I am going to take uh, Kansas City in this game. Look, I know Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked uh, like red hot like he did for the first four or five games. And even the old Arizona Cardinals went in there and kind of uh, shut him down. When I say shut him down, all they put was 28 points on the board. So I, I think this is going to be an up-and-down game. This has a tendency for me to be 38-31, 41-38, something like that. If it is, I'm going to grab the Kansas City the Kansas City Chiefs and grab those points. I think a Freudian slip there, and because of that, I'm going to go with the Rams. And I will take them. I'll lay the three and a hook. I heard what you said there, Britton. All right. There's our picks. We're on opposite sides. I got the Rams. Jimmy B's got the Chiefs. Syracuse for me and Notre Dame for Jimmy B. We both have the Illini, Iowa State, and Chicago. Our picks. Jimmy B continues his big run. He goes three and two, and it's a bad week for him. Absolutely incredible, Jim. You have a good weekend, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Thank you, my brother. We are out of here, everybody. And don't forget, Trent with the big call tonight on the high school football championship game. Right here on 1700 The Champ.